0: Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah,
1: hosting is a lot easier than you might think. And you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Matt here for HealthAid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health HealthAid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the, the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make healthy Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you.
0: Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I'm Matt. And today we're discussing striving for work-life balance.
1: Yeah, Joe, the the percentage of professional college-educated workers working over 50 hours a week, man, that has dramatically increased over the past few decades. And I think this is something our listeners can resonate with as well. I'm sure there have been times in everyone's life where you, you feel like you're just working way too much. And so I think it's great that we're going to discuss some of the things that can lead to overworking and that imbalance in our work-life balance, as well as
0: things that we can do to fix that as well. Yeah, for sure. I think it's going to be a great conversation. I'm looking forward to it. But Matt, before we get to that, You just got a new bike for your little five-year-old, and it looks pretty sweet. Tell me more about it. It
1: is very sweet, man. Yeah, well, so Clover, she has been really into biking. Like, she rides... Like, we have a a little balance bike that we only keep inside the house. It's like this... uh, It stays clean. It's really lightweight. And we're like, no, you can't take that bike outside. (laughs) But she rides it all the time inside. And anytime we're outside, she also loves riding on the balance bike. And so, you know, we thought for her birthday... She like she's a perfect candidate for you know stepping it up to the next level, skipping the training wheels and going with this fancy bike that I came across a few years ago. It's it's by this company called Woom. Well, I will
0: say too, the whole reason behind balance bikes, the purpose is to skip training wheels altogether.
1: Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of arguments out there that say that I mean that balance is the hardest part, so it can be a lot easier for folks to skip training wheels altogether and and go straight to like a big kid bike. Like I mentioned though, so Woom is this company I came across a few years ago, and they make bikes specifically for like little kids (laughs) the center of gravity is really low to the ground and the little cranks you know like they got their little feet pedaling uh they're also really short so that the you know their feet are always close to the ground in case they need to kind of set their feet down for like a quick stop they've just thought through all these different design decisions with like a little kid rider in mind but here's the thing man is these bikes are not cheap like this is not a frugal or cheap segment (laughs) this is more like a splurge segment uh of our show because like these bikes can cost a few hundred bucks for the little ones like for the littlest ones and I will say I was a little bit more frugal this particular company they have a, a nice eBay store where they do sell some used ones they don't have a ton of them and so that's where we actually purchased ours for Clover but I think it's good for us to to talk about this because we talk about biking a lot right like it's something that you and I that we both value it's something that I want to see you know, as part of my family culture, and yes, these little bikes are pretty expensive. But what I'm specifically looking for is is for you know my kids to have a great experience as they learn how to ride bikes, so that it's something that they can take to uh, a little more easily, right? Than if they were to you know, pick up that secondhand Huffy, which we (laughs) have picked up literally on the side of the road. Like I've got three or four bikes in our crawl space, in our basement. I've been there too. Because folks, I mean, they toss them out and it's like, oh, this is a great, perfectly fine bike. But in fact, they're crazy heavy. You know, like these wound bikes are really lightweight. They're not designed for new riders in mind. Like and a lot of times too, they they have the coaster brake, which, you know, kid bikes in the U.S., they're required to have a coaster brake. But again, there's all these reports talking about how like that is a more difficult way for a kid to stop the bike because it puts them off balance. And so all of their bikes, they have actual handbrakes. Uh, start teaching them from an
0: early age that that is how you stop the bike. Yeah. No, that's great. And I think it's always good for us to be able to share the ways in which we have spent more money and potentially regretted it. <laughs> and, then, and then the ways in which we've spent more money and we feel like, it's really paid off. And it sounds like this bike for Clover has been just this step up from the balance bike and that she's really enjoying bike riding. Oh, dude,
1: she loves it. Like literally, I mean, it's been raining a lot recently, but every stinking day after school, she wants to go outside and ride her bike. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's been raining for like five days in a row. We, We can't go out again. But no joke, when we first got it, it took her two or three minutes to get started riding on that thing. And You could not have seen me smiling any bigger than, you know, seeing one of my kids ride a bike, ride a big kid bike for the first time ever. I was so
0: proud, so happy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's totally worth the money when that happens, right? Yes. Dude. that's a great investment right there, and truly is. I mean, we we, we uh, I'm kind of finicky about using the word investment, but really, <laughs> <laughs> I really only want to use it when it's I'm true. talking about something that is going to pay off in the end. Uh, and we use investment about buying couches or just stupid stuff that actually isn't really an investment. But but a bike is kind of an investment in your kid's future for loving biking. That's going to save them money in the long term. So I think I can use it appropriately in that context.
1: Yeah, man, it's something else that I feel like you could get behind is that this specific bike. It's going to work for two other kids. Like we've got two more kids who will be able to ride on that bike. And so when you know that you can take a purchase like that and stretch it out, you're not just dividing it by one kid. You're dividing it by three kids. That is a lot of use. And uh, we I'll let you guys borrow it soon as well. So you can kind of get a feel for it, man.
0: Yeah, sounds good. I'm in. Try get you on board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, let's talk about the beer that we're having on the show today. Our friends Waffles on Wednesday. They write a blog about pursuing financial independence, and they tossed a beer our way last time they were in town. This one's called I Learned It by Watching You, and it's a collaboration by literally two of our favorite breweries, Burial and Other Half. Uh, I've been to both breweries, Matt, and I love what these guys are pumping out, and I'm excited to try this one that they've created together with you today on the show, my friend.
1: Yeah, man, and you may have noticed
0: I'm wearing my Other
1: Half Tap, like I do so often these days. We're up in that swag. I, I really like that brewery,
0: man. Other half up in Brooklyn. They're really good. So good, so good. All right, Matt. Let's get on to the topic at hand today on the show. We're talking about striving for work life balance, and I will say that work life balance. Well, it's it's not really the most popular term when we're discussing this topic anymore. You know, we had author, Kurt Steinhorst on recently, and and he prefers to discuss how you can integrate the worlds of work and life. So he's talking about work-life integration. And I understand that. I understand why he's choosing those terms instead, but I still appreciate the desire to achieve uh, work-life balance in our lives. And I think striving for balance in and of itself, it takes effort, right? It's like pursuing margin. And we talked about that, the very first episode of this year, It, it feels like we're a salmon like swimming upstream, fighting the current. It's not easy, but, but it's possible. And I think it's worth making that effort because all work and no play, well, it makes us really dull. And this effort, well, it, it might feel very much like a pendulum at times where we never quite hit it exactly right. So while there's not really any sort of silver bullet, I don't think that we're going to offer up in this episode, Matt, when it comes to the question of work-life balance and how to find it, we can at least find ways to help ourselves achieve more balance, just a greater level of it in our everyday lives.
1: Yeah, man, this is something I, I definitely want to make sure that I am striving after myself because in a culture that idolizes work, we find ourselves chronically fatigued and exhausted because we give too much of ourselves to our work. While leaving little left for ourselves and for the folks around us, like most Americans don't even take all of their vacation time. Right, Ooh. And when they do, they find it impossible to actually stop working. When we do that, that leads to, to burnout. Burnout can cause us to make worse decisions. And then oftentimes that causes us to become impulsive with our money. So this is really important stuff for us to talk about. And so regardless of the the job that you have and what field you're in, I think there is room for
0: more balance and striving after that in all of our lives. Yeah. All right. So Matt, let's talk about some of the symptoms that someone might be experiencing that would indicate a lack of balance in their lives. I, I feel like uh, I'm a doctor or something. <laughs> trying to diagnose somebody right now. But I think some of these symptoms that we're going to discuss here, well, they're ones that you and I have experienced before because we're normal human beings that have prioritized work over life at different times. Finding that balance is hard to do and and we know these symptoms because they're things we've dealt with over time
1: or maybe we're even dealing with now i mean let's be honest you know like launching a a podcast and trying to maintain that while we have full-time jobs like newborn children
0: it's not super
1: easy and so like i think these are things that are kind of hitting close to home for us and and so i think
0: maybe for both of us this is a good reminder to to keep our eyes open to some of these different signs yeah for sure so all right those symptoms let's start with stress that's an obvious one right being consistently stressed out That's a major indicator that we might be working too much and depending on the individual, well, this stress can manifest itself in all sorts of ways and that can be debilitating like an inability to get proper sleep every night. So if we find it hard to rest, well, it's a good chance that we're working too much and enjoying life too little.
1: Yeah, and stress can lead to physical pain as well. That You know, like physical pain that we actually experience in our bodies, right? Like headaches, that strain that you feel in your neck, like if you're sitting there at the office, you know, kind of hunched over in your chair, staring at your computer, it can have a literal effect on our stomach's ability to digest food properly. And it even affects our health in more serious ways as well. Like it's documented that working more than 55 hours a week, that raises our risk
0: of heart attack and stroke by a significant amount. Man, this is serious stuff. Yeah. We talk about money, right? But money isn't as important as your life. And I think when we're super stressed out because we're working too much and too much of our faculties, too much of our focus, uh, too much of our attention is going to our everyday nine to five, but it turns into more like an eight to seven or or something like that, then it is going to lead to a, a lot of unhealthiness and that stuff impacts your wallet. But more than anything, it just impacts the way you feel. It impacts the way you move through life. And it just makes life a whole lot less fun. And so, yeah, I think it really is important to, to talk about this topic from a bunch of different angles today. And that leads into one of the next symptoms that people often experience when they're overworked and they're lacking balance. And that's pessimism. Well, we tend to have more negative thoughts and respond poorly to the good things that we experience when we're overwhelmed and overworked. If you kind of find yourself having more of a negative outlook in general, well, it's time to kind of reassess how balanced your life currently is.
1: Yeah. And you'll not just a uh, sort of negative outlook on, on things. Another sign is just an overall lack of the other good and healthy things in our lives. If you find yourself cutting back in other areas of your life that you know are important, right? then you might be working too much. Like maybe you've eliminated exercise from your weekly routine or maybe like your relationships are suffering, right? If important healthy habits are consistently missing from your daily life,
0: I think that's a, a key sign that you are in an imbalanced state. Yeah, Matt, these symptoms, well, they can be a huge sign that the more that we notice these things cropping up in our lives, that things just aren't balanced. Their work and life just aren't aligned properly. Yeah, and a
1: lot of folks would argue that the sort of the main cause for this, that it's noble, right? Like we're working hard because we're trying to make more money because we want to get ahead. Like we're trying to set our families up to be in a better position down
0: the road. But unfortunately, that can mean that a lot of other areas in our life suffer. Yeah, for sure. Money plays a huge part in this whole discussion about work-life balance. And so we'll talk more about that
1: Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work, that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you,
0: you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular
1: KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids, that they're going to be taken
0: care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and
1: protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at
0: trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. No matter how hard of a worker you are, you probably like to kick back, relax, and just chill every now and then. But if you're an investor, that's the last thing you want your money to be doing. You want it to be out there working hard and kicking butt. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Betterment's automated technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help
1: maximize returns. We're talking tools like diversified expert-built portfolios of low-cost ETFs, Keeping those expense ratios low is key to seeing your investments compound over the years and decades. A high-yield cash account where your money can earn 11 times the national average. Listeners know that they need to have an emergency fund set aside for those completely unforeseen expenses. A high-yield cash account is the perfect place to park that money in automated investing technology like automated rebalancing. That way, if certain industries
0: are, say, growing like crazy, your portfolio, it stays on track. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank.
1: All right, here we are back from the break. We're talking about how important it is for us to strive after work life balance, man. And you know what? I think it's important for us to address the fact that we talk about side hustles all the time, right? Like we talk about working hard to get ahead. And so, how does suggesting More work help you to achieve greater balance. Right, yeah. Matt and Joel are always trying to get me to work more (laughs) to make more money. What's up with that? (laughs) This doesn't make sense. And now here we are talking about work-life balance. But I think it's important for us to talk about side hustles and trying to make more on the side. And in fact, side hustles are not for everyone. You might be currently tapped out with what you are already doing. And so if that's you, starting a side hustle is probably going to be a bad idea. And then if you do start one, if you do have a side hustle, Do not be afraid to reassess your situation. Is it actually bringing you closer to your goals? Like, do you have an actual goal set that you know that you're working towards? Oftentimes, the perfect side hustle can stem out of expanding a hobby and it could allow you to replace your full-time job. Certainly for a while, you're going to be pulling double duty, right? But eventually, hopefully, that side hustle might be able to scale up into a full-fledged business and you can replace that time that you're spending at your full-time job with this new side hustle. We're not necessarily advocating for you to add hours that you're spending working to your life indefinitely.
0: Yeah. And a side hustle, is just not for everyone. It's not for everyone at all times. Yeah. It makes me think of our, our friend, Paul, and he kind of worked for this major corporation he didn't hate it but it wasn't really his jam either and so he kind of started to get into real estate investing and you know over time he just found it more interesting and he found that he was doing well at it and so he just continued to kind of ramp that up and at this point in time he's been able to quit his full-time job he does consulting on the side, so he is able to go back and work for that corporation on his terms and other places too. Like, Very nice, right? Yeah, which is a, which is a huge benefit. And his real estate essentially funds his lifestyle. So all that consulting stuff—that's just kind of the icing on top of the cake. But yeah, if he were to try to continue once he reached that certain point with real estate to work that full-time job as well. I think you realize that it would have led to a massive imbalance. At some point, something's got to give, right? And and so, yeah, I think that's an important thing to note when we're talking about side hustles. At some point, something has to give. And maybe it's a side hustle and maybe it's a day job, but trying to continue both in perpetuity, that's definitely going to lead you to a place where you're going to find yourself in a, in a massive situation of imbalance.
1: Well, Joel, let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that can lead to imbalance, that can lead to us overworking when it comes to work in our life. And you touched on this with Paul a little bit, but when someone doesn't know why they're working, right? Like we talk about the why behind our money. If you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, that can seriously lead to overwork. Uh, Not having a mission statement can lead to that imbalance. Uh, You might feel conflicted consistently by how you are spending your time if you do not have a clear direction. It sounds like with Paul, perhaps he was looking for a little more flexibility when it came to his time or even a slightly different challenge when it came to his work. For everyone out there, it's going to be something different, but it's hard to know what your why is if you haven't taken some time to consider what it is that
0: you truly want your life to look like. Yeah. So really, I guess the marching orders when you hear something like that is to Find out what your why is. Spend some time. Because oftentimes I think, Matt, you're right, like we're, we're looking at someone else's why. We're living life according to somebody else's terms and kind of what they think is important. And we as individuals need to do some soul searching to figure out what, what it is that we want our life to look like. And that might involve big changes like moving or downsizing. But when we can identify our goals and then reframe our work, as a means to achieve those goals, then I think we're on the right track.
1: Yeah, and if you don't identify your why, it's going to be really easy for your boss or if your company to identify that thing for you, right? right? Because, right. like, I mean, we live in a culture, like in an American culture, where achievement and you know getting ahead—that's kind of the default. And while those can be great things, if left unchecked, those things can kind of ruin the rest of our life. It, it can, can kind run amok. Of, yes, exactly. I think of it as like this flame, this fire, right? A campfire is this beautiful, wonderful thing when it's sitting there where it's supposed to be, you know, like That's where, where the, Smokey the Bear wants it. <laughs> exactly. Where the kids can sit there and they've got their s'mores. Right. But if that fire gets out of that firing, well, then it's a serious problem. And so I think it can be helpful for us to view achievement and getting ahead through that lens.
0: Only you can prevent achievement fires, right? (laughs) Is that where we're going with that? Yes. Okay, perfect. All right, so another root cause that can really lead to a good amount of work-life imbalance is out-of-control spending. It's not having our finances in order. Finally, we're talking about money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's in the title of the podcast, like we should get to that a little bit sooner. But yeah, we're, we're there now. So out of control spending truly can force us to work more than we want to. And that's a real problem. Racking up debt, buying more stuff. That means being forced to up our income. Man, we, I hate hearing about that, Matt, where the where people have essentially pigeonholed themselves in the corner by racking up credit card debt because they found curbing their spending to be just too difficult. And I know it's easier said than done, right? We talk about it a lot, but it is something that that we have to do. If we do want more of a work-life balance, if we don't want to have to work more to fund our lifestyle, well, then we need to have a simpler lifestyle. That's right.
1: And so the solution here is to create and stick to a budget, which like you said, easier said than done for a lot of people. If you're in bad shape, get some help and some accountability, like Do not let the reason for your work-life imbalance be that you are consistently spending more than you make. We are actually going to do an episode on budgets next week. So you can look forward to that one uh,
0: showing up in your podcatchers soon. I'm at the edge of my seat right now. (laughs) It's going to be a good one. Yeah, Matt. And I think another root cause that we need to discuss that leads to uh, a work-life imbalance is difficulty actually working you might be on the clock but constant distractions could be keeping you from working efficiently on the good stuff and you're not the only one that has this issue either. It takes an average of 23 minutes for an individual to refocus after getting distracted while I
1: working. I 100% believe that. <laughs> As someone who
0: works from home, <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure it takes me that long to like fully get back into the groove. Yes, completely. If you're distracted from a specific task that you're working on by an email or a, your phone buzzing in your pocket, or just a coworker coming in, you know how hard it is to get re-engaged in that task that you were working hard at. So how do we tackle this? Well, we have to make changes so that we can actually get the things accomplished that we need to get accomplished. Instead of just quote unquote, like being at work, having our work day. Uh, dictated by whatever email comes uh, has come across our inbox most recently that's how we kind of fight back and matt i think that's why we're seeing kind of a a rise in popularity of companies going to five-hour work days because they're realizing that a traditional 40-hour work week will involve just a lot of employee distraction and if they can get their employees to buy into working fewer hours but being 100 percent focused during those work hours they're going to have employees that are just as productive if not more so
1: Yeah. And so one of the things that, man, I would suggest is doing a time audit, which sounds like a fancy term for just keeping track of your time, right? Uh, This has made a huge difference in my life. Just like you want your money being spent towards the things that you actually value, we want your time going in the same direction towards the things that you actually care about. Uh, When you are spending your time in a way that prioritizes the people you love and and includes the, the interests you value you are far less likely to feel out of whack. So just like with our budgets and tracking our spending, our dollars should reflect the things that we value in our life.
0: In the same way, our schedules should also reflect the things that we value. Yeah. And I think, Matt, another helpful way to combat a difficulty actually working while we're supposed to be working is uh, shutting out the noise around us so that we can get those important and crucial things done. And so, Matt, my job in particular is one where I feel like I have to be responsive more immediately I do have timely things happening a large part of the day and that i have to be able to react to quickly and so i can't always shut these things off but i do have to find key times to be away from email and slack in order to accomplish the bigger tasks that i want to get done so this is obviously going to vary by job by industry by the culture of your workplace but the more time that you can separate yourself from the constant buzzing and distraction and people around you and focus on a particular item of work the more productive you're going to be. And you might even find yourself being able to leave work earlier than you thought you normally could have. Uh, Getting home in time for dinner where where you weren't able to do that before by letting those less important things wait and actually having more time for those more important tasks that are things that you have to get done. Well,
1: man, I will share a quick little tip, a little strategy that I've been able to incorporate into my life uh, as someone who works from home, right? I've got my little home office, but that doesn't mean I can't hear my family and my kids screaming like, <laughs> like in the background. And so I, I would suggest, you know, you're talking about the noise of the office. Well, I've got the noise of my house. And so I would completely recommend that you get some nice earplugs. The soft kind you can kind of roll up in your fingers and j- jam in your ears. Dude, I am able to work so much better when I can hear nothing. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not one of these people who like to turn on you know a bunch of music and have all this kind of stuff going on. You know, a lot of people will go to like Cofitivity. Have you ever used that app? No. Or I don't know if it's an app. I used to go to it on, on my web browser. But it like mimics the sounds of a cafe and you can do like lunch murmur and all, <laughs> like all, all that stuff. Because some people, for them, they are able to work better when there's this sort of white noise surrounding them where it feels like they're in a sort of work office environment. Yeah. But for me, man, it's the complete opposite. I, I want like zen yoga-like silence. <laughs> and I'm able to achieve that when I actually use earplugs. So I know that kind of sounds silly. It might be silly for a lot of folks who who do work in an office. But if you find yourself being distracted by the things that you hear being oversaid or just different noises in your office, man, I would completely recommend that if that's something you can get away with.
0: Earplugs, that's a good recommendation. Seriously, dude. All right. So I think another core root cause uh, that could lead to more work-life imbalance, and it often does for a lot of people, it could just be your job is a big issue. And you could be in a field that's demanding or have a boss who only cares about the profitability of the company and wringing as much productivity out of you as as they can. So if your supervisor is the problem, well you might need to seek to work in a different department or even consider switching companies. And if you work in a soul sucking industry, you might want to consider what it would look like to switch careers altogether. And it might not be as crazy as it sounds, especially if it allows you to spend your time in a way that reflects what you value. And and I know that these decisions, well, they're not made overnight matt right like people aren't like cool yeah all right i'll switch jobs tomorrow (laughs) but it is one of those things that you might need to start working towards if you realize that your life is in a state of imbalance if you're if you're exhibiting some of those symptoms that we mentioned earlier well then kind of making the long play to switch careers or to find another employer that can start today although it might take a few months or, or even longer to actually get there
1: Right. Yeah. For a lot of folks, though, leaving uh, your job or changing industries altogether, that may not at all be a possibility for you. If so, it is crucial to develop hard boundaries. And so after the break, we'll discuss more of what some of those boundaries might look like. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health A Kombucha your go-to for a healthier,
0: happier you. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago, and hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, Life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind, too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already
1: have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage.
0: Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. dot com slash how to money that's spelled k-a-c-h-a-v-a and get 10 percent off your first order that's k-a-c-h-a-v-a dot com slash how to money all right matt we're back from the break and we're talking about work-life balance let's talk about the ultimate way to achieve it quitting your job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out of here. 100% life. (laughs) Right. Some people might need to do that if it's that bad, right? And I just want to give a personal example from my life. Man, I had this job where I was producing a morning news show. That was basically my first big time job out of college and... It was, it was terrible. I got to be honest. I didn't like it. I, I learned a lot and I was glad I took it because the learning curve was steep. And I feel like, you know, I basically got initiated into the radio production world in no time flat. You paid your dues. <laughs> yeah, it, it very, very much so. But my job was based around the news and the news... Never stops. I've heard that before, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And and I had to book guests for the next day. And so I had to stay on top of the news. And, And basically, at the same time, I had to wake up just ridiculously early. The show was oh like it started at five in the morning, so I had to be up at like three. Yeah, I remember you've talked about
1: this before. And then maybe you would get a nap like later that day, but otherwise you're you're still hanging out with your friends
0: like during their normal hours. Yeah, yeah. And and then uh, you know after my nap, I had to look at the news again and try <laughs> to book then the other guests for the for the upcoming for the show the next day. Yeah, it's a grind. It was just too much. The job wasn't conducive to having real boundaries, at least for me. And so I quit five months later and I didn't really have kind of the next thing lined up yet, but I just knew I couldn't continue. And the great news was I was financially okay to be able to do that. But yeah, maybe for some people quitting is the only way to achieve work-life balance. Uh, I just want to throw that out there, that that is a possibility. We mentioned the job being the biggest issue and it might be that the only way to get rid of that issue is to, to leave altogether.
1: Yeah, Joel. And what I want to point out here is that you were in a financial position to take that step, right? When you first took that job, you didn't know that eventually you were going to want out. But you started doing smart things with your money. And that allowed you to be in a position where you were able to say, peace out. you know, I'm out of here. I'm going to go travel. Yeah, I I sure (laughs) didn't know it was going to be that quick. (laughs) (laughs) But for a lot of folks, though, quitting may not be an option. uh, And if so, it's important to figure out what the expectations are. And when it comes to communicating and getting your work done with your employees employer, right? Your your boss might even commend you if you proactively draw some hard lines around your personal time so hopefully, you know, through conversation, you can define those hours with your boss. You can figure out what it is that you need to get done. And then the other vital part of that is making sure that you're able to communicate that to your colleagues. That way you're still an important part of the team, right? Like you don't want to just say like, OK, these are my boundaries now and have that be a detriment to what you would be able to contribute to your team. Like you still want to be able to get the work done. And hopefully this will allow you to get your work done more efficiently and at a higher caliber at the
0: same time. Yeah. And and in in our culture right now of basically constant connection and our employer thinking that we should respond at all hours of the night. Well, that constant connection to technology, I think, can make us think that we're more productive than we actually are. And if we're always present via email and Slack. Are we giving ourselves the time to think through our bigger goals and the impact that we're actually having? And I think we're not oftentimes, right? Because we're just responding to the immediate things. And so basically always being in touch, it's not really a good thing for us. So consider taking work email off your phone. I deleted work email and Slack from my phone because I realized that it was more of a distraction than it was helping me actually get things done at work. And that the things that were more pressing and needed, well, my direct supervisor could text or call me. And I let her know that. I said, you can uh, reach out to me via via a phone call or a text if there's something that's urgent. And that happens, you know, a couple times a year. But at least now I have this kind of clear conscience when I go home that I don't need to be checking any of that stuff. It just doesn't need to factor into my evening. And I know that not everyone can set such clear boundaries, but a lot of us can. Many of us can. I think a lot of us can, but we're afraid to. Sure. <laughs> yeah. like, like we're just afraid of taking
1: those steps because we think that like, oh, well, that you know, that's not going to allow us to get that advancement or, oh, this is going to affect this. But I think that's a great challenge for us to take and, and to see like, does this actually affect the, the quality and the quantity of work that I'm truly able to get done I think it will affect it in the positive if instead of constantly doing work or constantly replying to emails if we're able to to essentially batch our work right like it makes me think of like doing dishes we don't do dishes all day long like every time there's a dirty plate or dirty fork or at least I mean that's not how we roll like (laughs) I put we put everything in the sink and at the end of the night after the kids are in bed I go and I tackle the dishes and it and I can knock them all out in no time when we have this constant trickle something like email, I feel like it just wears on us. And I just think those constant notifications, though not necessarily urgent, can just, you know, like a like a dripping faucet. <laughs> it just wears on us mentally. And man, I would even suggest for folks, this is something I've done recently is like I still have email on my phone, but turn off your notifications. I'm not talking about your sound notifications or like the the banners, like the pop-up banners. But something I've done recently is I've turned off badges notifications, like the icons that show up at the top of your phone. So you've got your email app. And when you have an email, there's a little red dot, Um, right? With a little number in there, you can turn that off. And so I can still go to my email and check my email. I know there's unread emails there, but you know what I don't need? is for that number just to constantly increase when right. I'm off the clock. The when, constant reminder. Yes, exactly. And so why have that on? You know, why have it look like something that needs addressing? Because, like, they make it red for a reason. Like it's to get your attention <laughs> and so that's an easy little change that you can do on your phone go into notifications go down to your email and turn off notifications altogether
0: Matt that, I mean that reminds me just kind of of you know something I briefly mentioned at the beginning of the episode which was certain employers going to five-hour work days and they've found that their employees are more productive and it, it's because so much of, of what we do when we think we're productive by just being at work right that well we spend a lot of time it turns out on social media or walking down the hallway, or having lunch. I mean, there are all these things that take our focus away from the task at hand. And if we can just kind of concentrate it in this smaller amount of time, but we're uber focused, then it changes our workflow and allows us to have more freedom in the other hours of our lives. And those employers seem to be talking about how successful, how good it's been for their company and for their employees. And so I think you're right, starting the conversation with your employer or with your direct manager, using some of these stories as kind of fuel for the fire, as kind of your artillery, right, in in the fight to take back some some more of your life and some more of your autonomy, that's a great place to start. And I think it can help kind of start that conversation going with your boss, and it can help lead to a greater work-life balance in
1: your life. We're talking essentially about kind of like technological boundaries, and we're talking about time boundaries. But let's, dive into our minds a little bit. Let's talk about mental boundaries. So many jobs today involve information and ideas that it makes it even more difficult to turn off our work In order to achieve that work-life balance, right? Gotta admit, that's my main struggle. Really? I mean, like forget about our cell phones, like our brains, like they are the real culprits here when it comes to the inability to truly turn off our work. And so how do we take the steps in order to make sure that our minds are in a healthy spot? We want to make sure that not only are our bodies off the clock, but that our minds are off the clock as well. And the first thing we need to do is start with eliminating these physical cues to work that we've been talking about, right? Like removing your work email from your phone if that's what's necessary. Turn off those notifications. Maybe for a lot of folks that's actually leaving at 5 PM from the office and even taking vacations, right? Like a lot of employers say that there are a certain number of vacation days that you have, but oftentimes people do not take those vacations. And maybe sometimes there's a lot of guilt associated
0: with that. Oh yeah. I think there's a ton of guilt associated with taking vacation in our modern workforce, we feel like we're slacking and we're leaving our work to other people to do while we're gone. And I think that's why people want to stay connected because they don't want to let their colleagues down. But you have to be able to take vacation in order to get that break, that mind rest from work. You're going to come back more recharged than ever. Just like if you work fewer hours in a day, but you're more focused, you're probably going to be more productive too. And I think another step that we can take to make sure our minds are in a healthy spot is giving ourselves time to be still and quiet, to remind ourselves of the things that truly matter. And that that can be prayer, that can be meditation, however you incorporate that into your life. But Matt, I mean, we talked with 5am Joel about waking up early and I'm, I'm telling you that time in the morning where it's just me. Is, is so helpful to have some stillness, to not have tasks kind of flying my way uh, for at least A part of the morning. That's become one of my favorite parts of the day. Yeah, that's the rest of your day. Like You don't need that right out of the gate, right? (laughs) Yeah. So for me, that's been really important. I think the more that we can incorporate a little bit of stillness and quietness into our lives, that's good. And that's coming from a guy who's a complete extrovert and has a really, really (laughs) hard time doing that. But I've realized the importance of it. So I'm making it happen. And once you've done those things, I think the next important step is to replace the cues that would lead you to work with cues that will lead you to live life. And a lot of that is going to, in all likelihood, involve some scheduling. Scheduling time with friends, time for hobbies, time for your community, time to volunteer, and time to work on your personal health. Yeah. Oftentimes, for a lot of people, these are the kind of things that
1: if you sit them down at a seminar or like at a personal development meeting or something, right? Like they'll write these things down at the top of their list and they'll say like, these are all the things that are important to me. But when it comes to how we spend our days, like, do we actually do these things? I mean, not as much as we work. And I'm not saying that we should match every hour that we work with family time or community time, you know, just all these different things. But we are so intentional with the time that we spend working, right? Like we've got deadlines that we have to meet. We have calendar reminders. We have, you know, events. Scheduled on our calendars throughout the week that have to do with work, and we need to be just as intentional and just as proactive with the other non-work areas of our life. And Joe, this makes me think of just a few days ago, you and I with a bunch of buddies, uh, we hit up a local bar slash restaurant that's going to be closing later this week. A friend of ours, he he shot out a text and he said, "Fellas." We need to hit up the graveyard one more time to enjoy their delicious wings. On Half Price Wing Night, of course. That's how we do. Oh, yeah. We're we're getting that deal. (laughs) But all it took was just a little nudge, a text from a friend to get seven guys together uh, who haven't seen each other in a while. And we caught up and had a fantastic time. I just know that I want to see myself and I want to challenge myself to be that intentional and that proactive with
0: the time that I'm not spending working. Yeah, man. I think as, as we're talking about striving for work-life balance, it's really important after all the things that we've discussed to really give yourself reasonable expectations because a perfect work-life balance, well, it's it's not always achievable as our lives ebb and flow. We can't always have it exactly like we want and that's okay. I think there are seasons where more work and less life or vice versa is going to happen because we're not perfect. And I've had to tell myself too at times, Matt, in, in a season where where I've been a little bit busier with you know, doing the podcast and Emily and I, Matt, we, we've had to have discussions about this, that I'm going to, at times, fail or not do as well at something as I would really like to do. And that's because of the specific season that we're in. But even in the midst of that, I can identify the key components that are going to help me feel connected to the highly valuable things in my life. For, for example, dinner every single night with my family. I'm not going to miss that for pretty much anything. Three times a week riding my bike. Not going to miss that either. And just basically not being in tune with social media almost at all. That has led to just a greater ability to enjoy work-life balance, even in the midst of, of kind of a busier season for me.
1: Yeah, man, I like what you said there, right? Perfection, it is not the goal. Uh, There are going to be certain busy seasons in our life, but I think as long as we are working towards an average of a balanced life, that there are some key areas and components of our life that we shouldn't be willing to compromise on. But taking time for ourselves, creating more rigid boundaries around when we work and when we play, actually using all of our vacation time. like Yes, are, that's a must. <laughs> that's one that I feel like you've mentioned recently as well. Like making sure like I'm going to take that vacation time, right? Dude, this is the year of the va- vacation for me. <laughs> I'm taking it all. But doing all these different things, like these are important steps to helping us to achieve a better work-life balance. And when we feel more rested and fulfilled in our lives away from work, I think a lot of us will be surprised to see that we become
0: actually more productive when we are at work. Yeah, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I think it's definitely true for work. Yeah. You, you know, when it, you, <laughs> you know, spend
1: like a few days away from work and you, you're thinking, oh, I just can't wait to, jump <laughs> to dive back into it. <laughs> well, I,
0: I love my job, but it's also nice to get away from from a week and remember that I love my job. Right. Because I think in the middle of it, I don't feel like I love my job every day. Yeah, everybody needs a break, man. Yeah, but ultimately when I look back and I'm looking at the, the ability to get to do what I do every day, I'm like, oh yeah, I do love my job. But I especially realize that when I get away from it for a little while. I will say absence of this beer that we had today on the episode also makes my heart grow fonder. <laughs> <laughs> because you want more of it. Yes, I do. The, the beer that we had on the show today was called I Learned It By Watching You and it was a collaboration beer uh, between Other Half and Burial Brewing Company. Matt, this was delicious. It was wonderful. What was your take on it?
1: Well, I'll tell you. But first, let me tell you what I think of this collaboration, which is so this is between Burial and Other Half. And honestly, what I imagined was, what if you picked up Asheville with its mountains and you like transplanted it up into brooklyn and so like right across the river you had asheville across from manhattan and all of its crunchy asheville granola goodness right <laughs> <laughs> how cool would this like bizarro world fantasy land uh be with all of its amazing breweries right across from manhattan yeah i mean brooklyn <laughs> brooklyn has its own
0: uh, i think claims to coolness for sure but, but uh, what, if, what if you married it with asheville and all true. that they've got going no, on that's man. that's two fantastic american cities put together, I mean, that'd be a good... uh, That'd be a match made in heaven. I don't know if I could handle it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, these are two of my all-time favorite breweries. So when they do something together, I totally want to taste it. I'm
1: going to take note for sure.
0: Yeah, and and this beer was super tasty. Yeah, what were your thoughts on the actual beer? So I, I had high expectations because I'm assuming, you know, based on two... Of the top tier breweries in the country making beer together, that it's going to be ridiculously good, and I got to say, it was. Yeah, this was like darn near a perfect IPA. Uh, I just really appreciated the attention to detail, the the fact that it, it wasn't overwhelming but it was also just incredibly juicy and delicious and yeah i feel like the the hot profile stood out enormously uh and that's exactly what you want in an ipa like this so uh, two of the best at the top of their game making something just utterly delicious
1: Oh, yeah, man. Uh, for me, it was juicy. It was a little bit tingly uh, from from that hop bite. That's how you know they didn't skimp yeah. on the hop amount. <laughs> exactly. It's like you're licking a nine-volt battery or something. <laughs> um, like, I, I feel like that this was just a great example of a double dry hopped IPA. Um, I feel like it almost had like a sort of like jasmine kind of honeysuckle floral notes to it oh, as yeah. well. Just lots of flavor, but at the same time, real light, real easy to drink. Very delicious. I'm incredibly thankful for our friends. Waffles on Wednesday for... Uh, swinging through Atlanta and dropping this one off for us. Yeah, for sure. They
0: picked this one up at burial, I guess, when they were on the road trip. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I think it was at burial. Yeah. But yeah, they've got a great blog and they're great people to boot. So, all right, Matt, that's going to do it for this episode. For folks that are listening and you want show notes for this episode, well, just check out our website, howtomoney.com and they'll be right there for you. Yeah. And also, if you are looking for a new credit card uh, while you're there on the
1: site, go to howtomoney.com forward slash credit cards. And there you'll see our favorite picks for credit cards for what credit card you should use based on how you spend your money. And if you sign up for a new card via any of those links, it helps out the show. So thank you in
0: advance. All right, buddy. That's going to be it. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out.